friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace, I wish you God's life, I wish you God's goodness today. Brothers and sisters, today we get to look at the uh, readings for this coming weekend, the 5th Sunday in Easter already. We are already over halfway through this Easter season, three weeks from today, we'll be looking at the readings for Pentecost, which is amazing. Again, how quickly time flies. But what I urge you to do, and, and, and as I say this, I urge me to do the same thing. Do not let go of that excitement, of that wonder, of that, uh, I don't know, ecstasy of the empty tomb, of, of the new life that our God invites us to. Uh, and brings to us, uh, not just because we're in the Easter season, but be, but because that's the pattern of God, because that's the end result of of a life in God, or or uh, you know that journey that we're on is that new life, that place. We're gonna look at a, a wonderful reading that kind of uh, points us on this idea of journey today, um, out of John's Gospel. It is uh, the 14th chapter. So uh, those of you who are aware, uh, John's gospel is the only gospel that does not have the institution narrative uh, with the consecration words that we use at Mass every every Sunday. Those come out of uh, the synoptic gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and then the words of Paul as well uh, in Corinthians. So th- those are the words that we use for the institution of the Eucharist uh, every every Mass. John's uh, gospel in the Last Supper is actually about six chapters, goes from chapter 13 all the way through chapter 18. It's called his Last Supper Discourse. And it begins with the washing of the feet that we um, do on on Holy Thursday evening. That is John 13. Well, we're going to hear just after that from John 14, when after he washes feet for five plus chapters, he gives his final words to his disciples. They're, they're really beautiful. None of the other Gospels go that in-depth. But just know, uh, I think that's good for us to know as we're hearing these words, kind of the, the environment, kind of uh, the setting the table for us as to what is going on, not only in Jesus' mind and heart uh, and his you know, concern, certainly, of his passion upcoming, but what's going on uh, within the culture, within society, uh, and uh, and within the minds and hearts of the apostles in the midst of this anxious time, okay? And and these are important words that Jesus wanted to leave. If you want to follow along, John chapter 14, verses 1 to 12, I will read out of the New American Translation, pretty typical. That's the one we're going to hear at Mass. And as always, again, just invite you before we even uh, break this this word open, settle yourself. Just invite the Holy Spirit's presence. Open yourself to however the Word of God, wherever the Word of God, whenever the Word of God uh, will speak to you, uh, because the Word of God will. Uh, as, uh, as Isaiah says in chapter 55, right, it doesn't go forward uh, and come back to God without achieving the end to which it was sent. And that's, what, uh, that's what's happening here. So let's open ourselves to that word, that phrase, that idea, however it is that God speaks to us today. And so, my friends, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, 
Do not let your hearts be troubled. You have faith in God, have faith also in me. In my Father's house there are many dwelling places. If there were not, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back again and take you to myself, so that where I am, you also may be. Where I am going, you know the way. Thomas said to him, Master, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you know me, then you will also know my Father. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Master, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you for so long a time, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own. The Father who dwells in me is doing his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe because of the works themselves. Amen, amen, I say to you. Whoever believes in me will do the works that I do and will do greater ones than these because I am going to the Father. My friends, the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. We often talk about how John's Gospel is that Gospel that um, really it's it's uh, just ethereal, right? It's, it's just really um, lofty. And Jesus talks in such a lofty manner, but, but in such a way that, boy, one can't confuse the idea that Jesus and the Father, that Jesus is God, right? I mean, if, if people ever come up with the idea that, well, listen, you know, okay, Dan Brown, bless you. You know, you wrote a good book, and it, and it really, it's a page turner. I, da Vinci Code, I've read a number of times. I read other ones by you, too. But, you know, even to infer in there that the, uh, the early church got it wrong or, or misunderstood, it's hard to misunderstand what, what the, the community of John is saying here. The, the lordship, the messiahship, the oneness of Christ in God is pretty clear. And, and this isn't the only part. He keeps going on, okay? So, um, so it, it really is, is, it's a marvelous gospel where Jesus is so unique uh, and, and different than the synoptics and presents himself in a different way. Now, that doesn't mean that the synoptics are wrong. It means we get a more full picture when we look at the Jesus of all the gospels together uh, to understand, you know, who not only this person is, but ultimately through viewing who this person is, who God is, right? Because there's no way, brothers and sisters, four books can put together the fullness of who God is, right? Don't we say that God is ineffable, unknowable? If that indeed is the case, certainly 
four books any more than however many podcasts I episodes I've been on cannot pull together the fullness of who God is. But here is in this simple 12-verse gospel, Jesus, let him calm you. Let him call me. For any of us that have ever worried, oh, I hope I get into, into the kingdom. I hope I've done enough. Um, do you know what? I heard that. I heard those very words once today and once yesterday. And yes, I work with the dying. But brothers and sisters, I don't think it's the dying alone who have that thought. I think that thought flows through so many of us. Why? Because somewhere deep inside of us, uh, at places we don't like to talk about at parties, as Jack Nicholson would say, uh, there is this image of God that is God as angry parent, that is God as judge. Now, I'm not saying God is not judge, but, I, but in a completely different way. And I'm going to put that for a different podcast. But God as angry and God as, as you know, wanting to, to just, you know, furrow the brow and, and raise an eyebrow and, and look at us askance, you know. And it's almost like Jesus is the softer side. You remember when Sears came out with that ad? You know, visit the softer side of Sears, you know. You don't have to go get one of those lawnmowers or refrigerators. Come over here and look at the softer side of Sears. Hey, Jesus is the softer side of God. Don't, don't, don't go over there and look at all that hellfire stuff and all those burning, you know, cities. And uh, Come see the softer side, okay? But, you know, but we know behind that softer side, you know, the bad stuff's back there. No, no. Jesus is completely turning that upside down, brothers and sisters. What are you saying? And, and, and again, I, I love this. I love it because, you know, we think Philip and Thomas, how can you be so foolish? Thomas's question wasn't nearly as foolish as Philip's. Thomas is just like, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? You know, and it gives Jesus that wonderful chance to say that beautiful line. Hey, don't worry about it. All you got to know is me. All you got to know is me. Because I know the way, and it's all good. But Philip is the one who's like, okay, Lord, don't worry about any of that stuff. Just show us the Father, and, and we'll be all right. And, and, and again, I've said this many times, you can just hear the exasperation in Jesus' voice. Really, Philip? Really? Have you been with me all this time, and you still don't know the Father? You still don't know that I am in the Father, and the Father's in me, and that we are one? And if you have seen me, you've seen the Father? But you know what? You know what? Oh, my gosh. We should all call ourselves Philip. Or we should call each other Philip. That might be the name of this podcast, is we're all called Philip. Because you know what? We forget. We forget. Had we been there at that table, I think we'd have said the same thing. Because why? Because we say it now. Okay, God. You're the, Jesus, you're the softer side. But really, show us the other part. Show us the other part. And Jesus is saying, you don't get it. You don't get it. This is who God is. Brothers and sisters, we, we speak in, in terms of sacraments so often in the Catholic Church, which is a wonderful word, but it is such a dang churchy word. You know, and so it's just kind of lofty and we use it and, and we think there's seven of them and, and you know, we just got to get through them and they're really kind of seven hoops or whatever it is. I mean, whatever it is that we put around that. But really, you know, again, and, and longtime listeners know exactly where I'm going here is um, that idea that sacrament is just putting skin on God. 
It's just making who God is and what God is about into a reality that we can understand and we can know, that we can taste, see, hear, touch, and feel. Because we are people of senses. And it is God literally who feeds us. Not just feeds us at the dinner table or at the breakfast table or when we go to the vending machine. It is literally God who feeds us. That without God's very being within us, we cease to exist. I mean, what Jesus said is right. Man does not live, humanity, women, all of us, do not live on bread alone, but by the, word, the very word of God, the very essence of God within us, right? It is God who feeds us. And so, therefore, the very essence, the, the, the sacrament around which everything else revolves is Eucharist, right? It is, it is we who feed on God. That God literally, why do we, you know, we try to imagine God in this, in this piece of bread. Not, stop, stop. Just know it is God who, does, who feeds us literally. Why would God desire not to be in that? Because God's going to use any essence, any way to feed us. Why would God not do that? God will feed us in any way that God can. Any way, including the hosts that we receive at Mass. 100%. It is God who washes us free of sin and makes us new. And, uh, and that's what, what baptism is about. It is God who looks at us like we all need companions and friends and spouses and children or whatever to say, you know what, I know this is who you are, but I love you anyway, like reconciliation. Or like spouses that know us and know every bit about us, but still come home in, in the evening. And, uh, and help make dinner for us or clean up after us or still, you know, decide to sleep in the same bed with us or wake up in the morning and give us a kiss and remind us that they love us. Even they know us fully because it's God who knows us fully, right? Here's my whole point. Jesus is, is the skin of God. Jesus is the sacrament of God. That's, that's what the church says. This is not Joe making this up. Jesus is the sacrament of God. So indeed, if we have seen God, Jesus, we have seen the Father. You know, it's the very reason why the Trinity is, is essential uh, as Christians. We don't have to think, okay, God is this old man in a cloud, and the, and the Spirit's this dove, and Jesus, you know, is a bearded guy. And they're three people, you know, and they just really like each other, and they're hanging out. No. If we know one, we know all. If we know one, we know all. And that's why no one can come to the Father except through Jesus. Why? Because we can't do an end around to get to a different type of God. This is who God is. This is who we see God. This is what we know God to be in Jesus Christ. There is no other God in, in, in the sense that there is no other God other than what God is being portrayed to us, what Jesus is showing us. Brothers and sisters, let that take all that fear away. Just let it. Let that softer side of God, harder side of God image just just go, because we don't need it. Show us the Father, Philip says, huh? That's all, that, that'll be okay. And Jesus says, that's what I'm doing. That's what my life has always been about. So when you see me, forgive the adulterous woman, or tell a story about a man who had two sons, and one of them went away, and the father ran to him when he came back and killed the fatted calf. Or, or when Jesus reaches out to those who know they're sinners and, and invites them and reminds them of who they are. You know, that, that that's who God is to us. That's who God is. There's no sneaky side here. Brothers and sisters, this is the best news. 
This is the best news that, that we get to hear today. And that's why I think, I think, Jesus can say in that first line, it's, 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 a, it's a flyover line, we can miss it, but Jesus says to his disciples, do not let your hearts be troubled. I don't know about you, but my heart's troubled a lot. It's troubled by what's happening in the world. It's troubled by the stupid things I do and think and say. It's troubled by the things I want to control and I can't. It's troubled by a lot of things. And Jesus looks at us and says, but you're getting, you're getting it wrong. You do not lead. You do not need to let your hearts be troubled because you have seen me. Therefore, you've seen who God is. I mean, that's how good that is. That's how good God is. Not soft as in uh, soft, as in, in nice and, and milk toast and spineless. And, and so maybe that softer side of Sears is not a great image. But, but uh, whatever image that we have down deep uh, in places we don't like talking about parties that we have of God, um, maybe we can let it go a little bit more today because I think Jesus would look at us like he looks at Philip and say, you don't need it. All you need to do is look at me. All you need to do is look at me. There's more to be said because there's just more in this gospel but I just feel like this is a good place to stop. Brothers and sisters, if we've seen Jesus, we've seen God. And here's the last thing I'll say, and it's such good news. This whole point of what he's telling the disciples here, this night before he died, is he's going before him to prepare a place, to prepare something for him, to get it ready. Our God continues to do that in your life today, in my life today, and thanks be to God in our world today. He's going before to prepare something for us. He'll meet us there. He knows us. He knows our needs. Can we trust in that today? That God loves us that much to go ahead to prepare that place where he and I can be together. He and I, he and you, he, we and God can be together. He's going ahead to prepare it. He promises that, but not to remain alone. Brothers and sisters, if we've seen Jesus, we've seen God. That is good, good news. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The fifth glorious mystery, Mary is crowned Queen of Heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, 
now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Brothers and sisters, my friends, bless you and thank you for being with me this week, this day. May your week ahead be filled with every good blessing and joy. Be well.